I'm the Failing Youth Pastor, and welcome to Monday Motivation. Welcome to episode number eight of Monday Motivation. I am your host, Travis Berry, a.k.a. The Failing Youth Pastor, and we are going to be in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. So let's just get right into the text. Here is what Peter says in verse 10 and 11. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and the circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. So Peter starts off this by saying, concerning this salvation, and if you go back to last week's Monday Motivation, you will hear about the salvation that Peter is talking about. And in verse 9, or verse 8, sorry, he says this, Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. So Peter is talking about a salvation that results in joy. Because we've been saved, we have joy. Verse 10, concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and the circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. And so this salvation that would bring joy was being looked upon or looked forward to, if you will, by the prophets, by those who were writing the Old Testament scriptures. And I love this this section in this sentiment because it reminds me of Jesus's words in John chapter 5, verses 39. When he says this, you study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you will have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have life. So what Jesus is teaching, when he, what he's saying is the scriptures that you are looking at, these Old Testament scriptures are about me. They're about me. When you are looking through them, guess what? They're pointing to me. I'm standing right here in front of you, teaching you. Yet, you refuse to come to me to have life. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious teachers of the day, they were searching the scriptures for salvation. They were searching the scriptures for life. And Jesus is saying, those scriptures point to me. All of the Bible points to Jesus. The Old Testament prophets point to Jesus and the apostles point back to Jesus. The prophets point forward toward Jesus and the apostles point back to Jesus. And Jesus is the very centerpiece of all of human history. His death literally 
separates time from before Christ to after death. He is the centerpiece of all humanity. But even more than that, what I love about Peter's writing here in in First in Peter chapter 1 is when, when he says concerning this salvation, and right before that, he talked about the joy that would come from this salvation. And what did Jesus teach about the joy that came from his salvation? In John chapter 8, starting in verse 54, Jesus is having this dialogue with some Jews. And he says this, if I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him and obey his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. Abraham saw Jesus, saw him, and was glad. He rejoiced that there was joy. And this is what how they respond to that. In verse 57 of John chapter 8, you are not 50 years old, they said to him, and you have seen Abraham? Verse 58, very truly I tell you, Jesus answered, before Abraham was born, I am. At this point, they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself slipping away from the temple grounds. Before Abraham was, I am. Jesus introduces himself to Abraham after Abraham dies. Abraham saw the son after his death. That's what he is saying here. And Abraham rejoiced at that. In fact, it made them so angry and so uh, upset that they thought he was blaspheming God by claiming deity here. Abraham rejoiced at the sight of the Son. We ought to rejoice at the sight of the Son. The Old Testament prophets rejoiced at the coming Messiah. And not only did they rejoice in the coming Messiah, they understood that what they were doing was pointing to the Savior of the world. As First Peter tells us that the, 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 the prophets who spoke of this grace that was going to come, they searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when he predicted the sufferings of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. Well, who predicted the sufferings of the Messiah? Well, it sounds an awful lot like Isaiah 53, verse 4. Surely he took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to our own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. The Old Testament prophets always, always pointed towards Jesus. They pointed towards a coming Messiah that was going to rule and reign and was going to save 
his people. And that is amazing. That is good news. And as Abraham rejoiced when he got to meet the son, so we too should rejoice because we are found in him. Because his righteousness is placed upon us and he has taken our sin upon him. Verse 12 of 1 Peter says this, It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves but you when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. I'm reminded of the the parable of the lost sheep. And Jesus um, says that a shepherd goes to fetch a, a, a lost sheep and he leaves his 99 sheep to track down this one lost one. And, and when the shepherd finds it, he, he brings the sheep back and then he throws a party because he has found his, his sheep. And Jesus expounds upon that parable when he says, there is rejoicing in heaven when one sinner repents. When a sinner repents, there is a party thrown in heaven. And the angels look long into these things. The angels do not understand what it's like to have Jesus die for them. And they look long into that. Part of them wants that. So we have a gift. We have, we have an amazing gift through Jesus who purchased us on that cross. Who bought us on that cross. Who took our sin upon himself and gives us his righteousness. And that is a salvation that Abraham looked forward to. And that's a salvation and that's a savior that the apostles point us back to. And that we get to have that joy. We get to experience what it's like to be adopted into the family of God. Brother and sister in Christ, that ought to bring you joy this week. That ought to bring you happiness. That ought to bring you a a, a sense of hope and a sense of love, knowing that all of human history pointed to this Savior, and this Savior died for you. This Savior rose from the grave for you, and this Savior sits at the right hand of the Father, being a mediator for you. Go into the week knowing that He is your Savior, that He is your friend, and that he is your mediator and walk in his righteousness. Have a great week.